creating magic in the bedroom yeah. requires more than one trick up your sleeve. Oh, I've got some tricks up Do you my see what sleeve. I did? With, yeah, yeah, you see what I did there with the uh, magician? Welcome to We Do Whatever It Takes, a marriage podcast with a magician and an almost therapist where you get tips and tricks for creating a great marriage. Welcome back to We Do Whatever It Takes. This marriage podcast is all about helping you create a thriving, great marriage. We have had this mantra for a long time, like, let's do whatever it takes. And so, we want to help you today, and today we are looking at the area of... Creating magic in the bedroom. Ooh, sounds like fun. Totally fun. Sounds like sex. <laughs> yes, that would be <laughs> to Just what to we are clarify. referring. Uh-huh, <laughs> thanks. Wow. So creating magic in the bedroom yeah. requires more than one trick up your sleeve. Oh, I've got some tricks up Do you my see what sleeve. I did? With, yeah, yeah, you see what I did there with uh, the magician? Nice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like in it. fact, it demands that you're on your A game and all areas of communication. Uh, talking about what you both need to make that magic happen means having, uh, being open with each other and talking about sex, even if it's awkward, uncomfortable, embarrassing, or even painful because of past trauma. So you, you think maybe that's, um, should be a code word like, Hey, you want to go create some magic? I mean, <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah. Do you remember we, someone taught us in the very beginning, I think it was at a marriage conference. Somebody said that if you want to have sex that night, you just put the teddy bear on, like, I think on the bed or, that, but there was a secret signal with that teddy bear or something. I think you came in and like stabbed that teddy bear, <laughs> hung it from the ceiling or something. Like, no! Die teddy bear. <laughs> no, that is not true. Not true. Um, I don't think we actually ever used that. I remember hearing Right, that. we heard about it. I don't think we yeah. used that one, but uh, but maybe that works for other people. So Yeah, and that's one of the things with this is we'll give advice on this podcast. Maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's something you pass on. We're sure. not trying to say everything we've ever thought of will work for you or we <laughs> have it all together. We're still trying to figure this out, but we're 26 years into our marriage. Yeah. And by God's grace, we figured out a few things and we're hoping to help you out too. Definitely. And uh, so we want to acknowledge sex can be scary. Our answer is talk about it. Sex can be painful. Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. you're going to say that. Uh huh. And sex can be fun. Talk about it, right? We want uh, to open that communication and be talking about these things, just like we would talk about finances or anything else. Sometimes it feels like it could be a difficult conversation. Like it's for some people, I'm sure maybe it's not a difficult one, but for us, I feel like it's not that it's painful to talk about, uh, but it's more like, how do we talk about that when I want it more, you want it less, or you don't want it at this time, so I feel rejected, or, you know, th- yeah, those type yeah. of things. How do we have that conversation without it being painful of like, I feel like you're rejecting me or pushing me away when you say no? For sure. And we want to address some of those things today and, and definitely how to create space for the conversation about sex. Um, before we dive totally into that, you mentioned it being difficult for some people to talk about. I just want to address the that uh, it's obviously sex is a special part of the marriage relationship because yeah. we don't share that part with anyone else and nothing else is more vulnerable for most people. So it makes sense why it's so difficult to talk about for some people. In the book, we say sex is a way of putting all your cards on the table. 
That's you like a, that for a magician? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for those of you not familiar with that concept, mm-hmm. you put all your cards on the table. You're you're either being arrogant to say, like, I'm going to win this. It doesn't matter what you have. <laughs> or you're just revealing what you have. And sometimes it's, it's a power play. But um, regardless, you're revealing everything. And so that would be our our challenge is what's it look like for both of you to put all your cards on the table to yes. say, look, this is where I am in terms of our sexual relationship. This is where I want to be. Mm, and mm. that conversation could create, so it could be scary like you talked about, but it could also create some really healthy opportunities to be on the same page when it comes to your sex life. Just a couple of caveats, and this is not completely inclusive, but um We are assuming that no physical ailments prevent you from having sex with your spouse. Uh, We're aware that abuse is prevalent. And if there's been sexual abuse in your past, that will most likely require getting help from a therapist. Um, Also, if you're not intimate in your conversations with each other and are not able to even pray together, then sex is probably not the best starting point for you. Um, So just a few of those caveats. uh, If that's you, then, you know. You know, one of the things we talk about in the book, and just so you know, the book's called No, I Can't Make Your Wife Disappear, <laughs> a Magician's Guide to a Magical Marriage. And so that that book, and we, we have- On Amazon. Audio, yeah, on Amazon. The, uh, the audio is out for it as well. Yes. And you can pick it up at a number of other places. In the book, there's a reason that the sex chapter is number six, is it's building up to that mm. point with other- great communication skills. Yeah. And so even in the podcast, we've talked a lot about great communication skills and how to connect with one another through um, the words we say, how we say those things. And so when we look at intimacy in the bedroom, we need to make sure that we have it right in other areas first, not just, oh, let's jump to the bedroom without having great communication in other areas. And so the first thing we want to look at is where can we create a space to have a healthy conversation with our spouse about um, our sexual intimacy. Right. So if you have not had any conversations about sex, uh, we encourage you to do that. And this is kind of a how-to. Or even if you have have had lots of communication about sex, uh, maybe there's still something you can address and and, uh, learn something new. And like a lot of other things, it's you want to get rid of all distractions. If, you know, kids are around and they're screaming and you're trying to talk about sex. Yeah, hey, it's <laughs> not, not a good be. idea. <laughs> so you just want to be in a place where you could speak freely, openly, yes. honestly about where you're at, what you're hoping for. Remember we in previous episodes, we talked about expectations. This is a mm. huge one where you could both have different expectations and we want you to be on the same page and that takes telling the other person what your expectations are yes so i i know when i talk to a lot of men and we're doing premarital counseling with them and they're about to get married sometimes they have this fantasy of we're going to have sex 10 times a day and oh sure it's not the reality for most <laughs> marriages uh, and so those are questions you could ask your spouse and you could also, and that's an exaggeration. I don't know any guy who's saying 10, but oftentimes it's once or twice a day that they're thinking, yeah, it's going to be great. Sure. And it's so kind of dialing that back to go, what are the needs of, of my spouse mm. and how can we meet each other's needs? So that's where you want to have that conversation, share what your expectations are. 
for sure. Talk about, uh, yeah, what those needs are, what those expectations are. Um, how about just even asking each other what about sex, uh, talking about it makes you uncomfortable? Like why? Or are you comfortable? Maybe yeah, you grew yeah, up yeah. in a family. We've definitely talked to people that are very open about their sex yes. life with each other, with other people, <laughs> you know, and, and that's great. But you want to figure out where that balance is for you and your spouse. For sure. And another question to talk about, uh, do you have any fears about sex? How can I alleviate those fears? Are you satisfied with our sex life? How, how we do it and how often we do it? Talked about the fine-tuned argument for yeah. the universe and um, which and we came up with this idea, the fine-tuned argument for relationships. And the idea with that is in every different area of your life, you're going to have different desires and different needs. So we talked about with, with Kim, when she gets home from work, she needs like an hour to like process and debrief and think about things. Decompress. Yeah. Yes. I need like five minutes, right? <laughs> In the area of sex as we're looking at that, when we first got married, I had a much higher desire and yes. she had a much lower desire. And it's not just, well, you need to step up and meet my needs, but we had to figure out how do we, how do we compromise? How do we meet each other's needs? And it took a little bit for us to understand that these are needs that God's given us. Yeah. And we want to meet those and not just a, a desire of like, oh, I just want this. No, in the context of a marriage, God's designed sex. And so sex is a, a good thing that's designed to happen. Now, how often that happens is part of the conversation we would encourage you to have with your spouse. Definitely. And if you're fighting about it, uh, that's okay. We we recognize conflict is is not bad, though. Conflict itself is an opportunity to grow. So we definitely encourage you to sit down and, and talk those things out. Um, obviously, when you're not in the, the heat of the moment and when somebody is hurt because the other person doesn't want to have sex at that moment, right? So find a time that's appropriate to talk about the, those things. Um so, and along those lines, timing matters, right? So uh, couples often want to know how how often should we be doing it, right? And I don't think there's a way to put a number on yeah. that. I think, and we've heard plenty of people put a number like, <laughs> you should be doing it X amount of times a week minimum. And I think it's, that that's one of those things. There's no biblical mandate for like how often that should be. Right. And given work schedules, given just life that changes in different seasons. And so I think in different seasons, have those conversations again to say, Hey, am I meeting your needs? Hey, where are you at? How can I help you? And those are, those are things that I think are essential to the, the bedroom. Yeah, for sure. So like you said, everyone's different and different desires and, and God created us in different ways, right? So it is. It's just talking about that. Um, Let's talk about positions for a second. Oh, okay, okay. So talking <laughs> okay. about positions. Uh, not, not necessarily. We'll get to like some sex positions here in a second. But uh, <laughs> uh, when... When I was growing up, I was reading a lot of magic books, and in magic books, there's kind of this assumption that everybody can do a, a move or a trick the same way. Okay. And so it would they, they would say something like, put your pinky here, put your thumb here, you know, put your other hand here. To like hold the cards yeah, a certain way? Cards, okay. To hold a coin or rubber band. And okay. And so I would do that, and I'm like, ah, this just doesn't work. And I thought 
okay, I, I just, um, I'm not good enough. I can't figure it out. Okay. I, you know, maybe I need to try something else and I keep working on it. And then eventually I figured out there's little nuances that I could change slightly the position to make it better for me and make it work for me. So it wasn't that I couldn't do it. It's that I couldn't do it the way it was taught. And so hmm. when we're looking at the bedroom and sexual <laughs> positions are fun, um, is we want to look at what are, what is our spouse comfortable with? Mm. Not just what are we comfortable with and what are yeah. things that you would like to try? Have that conversation. And so maybe you try something one time. They, they're like, no, I didn't like that. Or, but it, the key is, is it, on both sides, you're willing to have that conversation and maybe talk about your fears or your hopes with this. And those things, I think, can be uncomfortable, but we've learned to just talk about them, laugh about them, have fun with it, and try it because sex should be fun, but sometimes it's one of those painful things because we get rejected or we feel mm. alone or we feel like we're not connecting in the right way or sex can be used as a weapon, you know, saying, like, if you do this, then mm. I'll do that. And we don't want to use that as as a weapon. We want to use it. Uh, we want to meet each other's needs and connect with each other and be one with each other. Definitely. And as you mentioned, it should be enjoyable for both of you. Uh, so sharing your likes and dislikes. And heck, that could look like uh a thumbs up, a thumbs down if, if it's too difficult to, to say it in the moment or or whatever. Um, but that can just be really helpful to go, you know, why why put up with something that, that's not enjoyable? Because uh, it really should be fun for both of you. That was one of those things early on that we started to talk about is is the the positions that you know we wanted to try things that we wanted to try and to have that conversation but yeah the thumbs up we never did like a thumbs up no. we, we would talk about it and go like oh like let's not try that again let's not do it. you know uh, and so but the the key is is have fun with it and find out what your spouse likes what you like and then enjoy some of that because ultimately that brings intimacy, right? And and changes uh, the, the temperature of the relationship. And intimacy makes sex magical, yes. Uh, and it has, but it has far more to do with what happens outside of the bedroom than inside. Right. If we're connecting on, for you, your love language being um, acts of slavery. I mean, hey, acts, acts of, of service. service. Acts of service. Acts of service. Of service. Okay. It's really... Really hard for me to understand. That. Uh huh. Okay. So, Stop but it. when I'm serving you well outside of the bedroom, that uh, we joke about it, but uh, it's quite literal. When I'm vacuuming, she's just like, "Oh, this is good foreplay." Like I like. Oh it. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I like things getting cleaned up or fixed or trash taken out or any of that. That does show me love. Which yeah. not that it's a um, scorekeeping thing, but it definitely helps to lead to the bedroom. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think what we said earlier is all the different conversations and communication pieces lead to the bedroom, not just, hey, let's jump into the into bed, is I think that those things do happen. But the longer you're married, the more that can be difficult for a variety of reasons for 
just timing. Sometimes mm. when you're newlywed, there's maybe more time, but sometimes you have more bills to pay, maybe mouths to feed, um, different things mm. that are going on in your life that it doesn't just allow for either maybe the frequency or just anytime, anywhere works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so like I think those are things where you have to have that conversation and say, hey, where are we at? And part of that conversation could be um, scheduling sex. I know that uh, that can can really help some people out to put that on the calendar. That was such a foreign concept to me. I was like, "What is happening? What do you mean schedule? Like, let's just." I know, jump I in, know. You know. But for us, during a time where the when the kids were little, and it was very difficult for you to not know when that part of the intimacy was going to happen. And for me, actually, it really helped to have that on the calendar because then I I could kind of be preparing mentally all day and go, okay, this is what, you know, this is when we've scheduled this. So it doesn't mean that it's carved in stone and, and there's always you right, know, things right. that could happen. But um, for us during specific times during our marriage, that has been helpful to just put that little heart on the, uh, on the calendar. Yeah, it's been said that men – or like microwaves when it comes to sex, like, you know, it doesn't take long. And turn then, on real fast. Yeah. And then women are like a crock pot. It takes all day to get them there, you know. And, and sometimes. <laughs> and that's not true for everybody. Right. But I know in our relationship, that's definitely been true. And her having that on the calendar and thinking about it and preparing for it all day long <laughs> you know, uh, works out for both of us. For sure. For sure. So even though at first I wasn't a fan of the whole scheduled sex. But yeah. It it ended up working out in my favor. It did, right? Right. I'd say the only the only uh, it, gave me an, uh, it gave me hope. Gave you hope. <laughs> that's we laugh, but that actually is a huge part of it, right? No, that really you didn't is. have to wonder: is it going to be two weeks from now, three weeks? Like, when's yeah, that going to happen? In in a lot of ways, that changed our relationship because there was hope, and I knew, okay, it's coming. I could wait twenty four hours, forty eight hours if I know it's coming. But when it's just this vague, I make a pass at you. You're like, oh. I'm tired. It's not going to happen. Right. And then I'm left with that question mark, especially when we didn't know how to have this conversation. Right. I was just like, well, is it ever going to happen? I know that's completely illogical, but <laughs> it felt like that. Felt like, like oh, this yeah. Is, yeah. She said no now. That means no forever. And I had to learn like, no, that's just me being dumb. That's me not understanding like the dynamics of the relationship as well. And so once we started to talk about that and schedule it, it, it worked out for both of us. Right. Well, and if you're somebody that uh, that's how you feel loved, right? Going back to Gary Chapman's uh, love language book, if physical touch is your way of feeling loved, then you completely felt rejected when I'd say, eh, not, not tonight, you know, this not, not feeling it, not a great time or the kids just threw up on me or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I was ready. Throw up, no big deal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. So scheduling it, my only, um, funny thing is that if you put a little heart on the calendar, if at some point, if you have children or friends, uh, who can see your calendar, you might want to rethink that and make it a little more, <laughs> a little less obvious. Um, yeah. They, they figured that one out? I, I do seem to remember somebody asking me about the heart on my calendar once, I don't know, That's long time funny. ago. Um, a last tip that I want to give for today is the scale. And we're talking about a scale of one to 10. And we use this a lot in a lot of different areas of our marriage. Um, 
but for us, it's worked with, in this context, uh, do you want to have sex right now? Like, where are you at on a scale of one to 10? I'm and always a 10. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say I'm that ready. right now. Yes, <laughs> I'm fully aware. Thank you. Um, but the, the other part of that question is, uh, what what would it take to get you there? Right. So um, then it's a it's not a hey, you need to just get yourself there kind of issue and feeling um, alone in that. But it's more of a a team sport, if you will. And how can we both make this happen? And, you know, what are you what are you willing to do to 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 get us there? I'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> Funny how that's the name of this podcast. We do whatever it takes. Okay. Okay. That's hilarious, babe. Nicely done. Uh, so hopefully these are some good tips for you this week uh, on making magic in the bedroom. And we challenge you to go and have that conversation with your spouse. Um, find out what's going well, what's not, and uh, just talk about it. And next time... We're going to talk about fears that we have in our marriages. Well, this is Danny Ray and Kimberly with We Do Whatever It Takes.